Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Breaking Big Brother news. You got to stick with us here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Danielle, Memphis and Christmas are Facebook official. I mean, so this is, it's not exactly breaking because we <laughs> this got someone, <laughs> someone tweeted this at us a couple of days ago. Actually, let me bring up who it was because I want to give credit where credit is due. And here's the thing. As you all know, in the off season of Big, of Big Brother, um, we aren't as active on Twitter. We still check it. We're still there. Of course, we're present. But there's not that much to tweet about in terms of Big Brother. We're just sort of like... I'm very keeping... online on my personal Twitter. But also, yes, everyone knows that you're the you're the driving creative force between... You're the Steve Jobs of the Hey Julie Twitter yes. account, and I'm the Wozniak. <laughs> but, but so every once in a while, we'll get some comments or some questions. And so I actually saw this news a little late, I believe, but at Magnificent tweeted at us, I wonder how Danny feels about this, but I know I'm disgusted. And it's a screenshot of the E! News tweet. And I'll read it out. Exclusive. Less than two months after Big Brother concluded its all-stars season, Memphis Garrett and Christmas Abbott had, have gone from fierce competitors to boyfriend and girlfriend. And there's a picture of them caressing on the beach. I hate it. And I genuinely, in real life, my reaction was it's a gas and I couldn't retweet and respond fast enough. So big props to Magnificent. Thank you for sending this in this info, I was absolutely floored. Well, first of all, because I thought that I thought that Memphis was married. And so I was like, oh my God, Christmas, the homewrecker. Um, but he was not married. He was in a relationship. Was he married to his, the mother of his child? I don't think so. I think and that- the woman that he broke up with also was not the mother of his child. Like she was also like, he had already moved on from that. I think so. Okay. I hope so. Because if not, that's even more intense yeah. of a betrayal. Yeah. I mean, there's already one child in this universe that has Christmas as a mother. <laughs> we, I mean, we don't need to double that. And for this to happen during the actual Christmas season is just <laughs> Oh, gosh. Too oh, much. gosh. It's too much. Truly, it's Hey like, Julie is waging the war on Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it is December 4th as we record. And this happened, I believe, in December. And it's just, they have, they already have their promo pictures of their like official coupleness on the beach that they're sending to E News. Well, that's just that's just the the like aspiring influencer slash like aging reality star that's how you make money when you don't have a job well yeah totally memphis admittedly runs a restaurant empire akin <laughs> to <laughs> yum foods the purveyor of taco bell and pizza hut and long john silver like memphis has but, got his own thing going on christmas is a hustler she's got a fucking yes. app she's got yeah, a fucking she app on a youtube empire yeah like let's be real he has his food empire she has a fitness empire Dare I say this is a power couple? Yeah, but like, isn't that how, so like, isn't that how like the whole economy of like tabloid works is like 
Kim Kardashian, just to use a basic example, like yes, she yeah. knows she's pregnant again or she knows she's going to throw Kanye a 50th birthday party. Yeah. I have no idea how old Kanye is. He could be he 50 or he could be 36. And I'd be like, sounds right. Yeah. And like, don't you just basically get like a photographer or whatever and you like sell the exclusive to E or people or whatever. Like they yeah. know it's all about like Christmas needs money. Oh, yes. She's like, I'm going to sell this for fucking 50K to like, let's get on the beach and make out in the okay. pandemic. But realistically... You know how much I think they made for these pictures? Less than 10K. Yes, less than. I, I'm going to say they got, I think they got $2,000. <laughs> that's a paycheck. Hey, that's not nothing. That's not nothing. Yeah. In this economy, oh, you got to yeah. take what you can get. Oh, yeah. Do you People think, aren't eating out at Memphis's restaurants. So he needs to find a way to hustle as well. Do you think Christmas's like company, like I'm sure she's formed a company. Yeah. To like, for her fitness empire and her like YouTube studio where she'd like does yoga and yells at people. Do you think she applied <laughs> for like PPP loans? PPP. Oh yes, absolutely. She's a small we know Memphis. for sure. We know Memphis did. Oh, they both did. Yeah. Okay. I'll look both, into this. They both applied for the loans and they're both also the type of people who on Facebook or whatever, probably rail against um, people getting handouts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this country wasn't built on handouts. Like you have to hustle hard if you want anything in this world. And yet I'm sure we're first in line they to apply, apply. for $750,000 for the government. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. And, but main, meanwhile, probably laid off many people and use that money for, and this is all, listen, this is all us just, theorizing we have no idea so backing it up a bit to the memphis christmas relationship like this is like this is like end of fucking usual suspects where you're like putting together all the clues like wait kaiser soze was whoever all along um yeah. are you like replaying bb22 in your mind to be like because to be like like was there like a was there like a flirty thing going on? Like, are you trying to replay it in your mind to be like, where did this come from? Because at one point, in one way, it seems like this was like 100% meant to be, of course. And in another right. way, it's a complete surprise. I think for me, it was such a complete surprise because it was it it it's shocking for me to think that Memphis could love anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so other than like his child, I guess. So to, to just see the pictures of them together and it, for it to be Christmas and Memphis, I know they had their flirtiness on their show on the show. And I remember we talked about like one incident of lap sitting specifically at one point. Well, that's the thing is because it seemed like it was non-consensual lap sitting. <laughs> well, now we know it was very much. She wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. But but she was also, they were both, they're both dating someone during the show, right? Yeah. And now they said, F that, dumping these non-reality TV losers, dumping the zeros and getting with the heroes. And now they're this like BB villain power. Honestly, they're a BB villain power couple is what they oh, are. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Sean W. Snyder at us right now. Why do I low key stand this villain ship? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, of course, 
And then we got another question from at but first big bro. Do you think we'll ever get a second big brother all-stars? We haven't had one since season seven. Oh, I'm so sorry. That doesn't really have to do with Memphis and Christmas, but was a question. It's a great question. I love it. I saw it. I was going to save it for later in the pod. I don't know if we'll ever see a, 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 BB all, a second BB all-stars, but first big bro. I think it's, I think it's been sullied. I think this person is just trying to write a, a troll, a trolley question. <laughs> Um, so Danielle, you are quite on the record about your feelings about Christmas. Mm. You don't like her. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Yes. Would you? Yeah. Sorry. Well, I was just thinking, cause we also got a tweet sent to us about Tommy, my noted. um, Oh my God, you guys. (laughs) Yes. But my noted true life encounter. Oh, friend, Tommy, remember? Yeah, I mean, he's just such a showman in real, uh, you know, on, on the silver screen. But yes. in real life, he's he's a doll. He's just like. And I couldn't help myself. I talked Laura about it on the Linney. podcast. You know, he was absolutely lovely. But I was thinking to myself, like, what would I do if I saw Christmas in real life? And I really, truly think I would be scared and just you not. You should even. be scared. Yeah. She's yeah, a beast. I wouldn't even. I would try to avoid her. <laughs> so my follow-up is like, you don't like her at all. And like we spent the last three months being like, she is fucking painful to watch. She's she, my number one big brother enemy. Yes, I would say that. But Sean W. Snyder's tweet here is like, why do I low-key stand his villainship? Do we kind of want to see Memphis and Christmas again on no. Big Brother? No, I hate that you're even asking that because <laughs> this this reminds me of when Brett was like, you know what would be great if Christmas came back on when the I show. When I wish casted <laughs> Christmas onto BB22 and she almost won. Yeah, I hate it because the same exact thing happened. We, we have the memories of freaking guppies. And I don't know if it's the pandemic or what, but it's gotten even worse where suddenly it's like, oh, I forgot the three months of hell we just went through and you know who might be good on the show christmas no (laughs) it was never good she was never good on the show she sucked we hated her it was horrible she she killed every conversation she was so boring she incessantly talked about herself and like whatever essential oil she was trying to sell people it was horrible no not to mention her drs were horrible too because she'd be like Here's the thing. I'm gonna win the I'm gonna win the veto this week, and the Christmas bell is gonna ring. Wink. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna unwrap my present early, and it's gonna be the next HOH. <laughs> I might not have Rudolph to help me guide this stormy night, but the Christmas tree is still up. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, that is as good as they were. Honestly, it seems like neither of us should get jobs as Christmas, as a Big Brother producers. <laughs> we're not good on the pun game, but maybe we should. We could write some up. Yeah. Well, um, to be fair, we just came up with those off the top of our heads. I, if you gave me a day, I'm sure I could think of some good ones. <laughs> well, we'll come back to that. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, take that offline. Anyway, this was just such a truly blast from the past because I've forgotten about all of these people, but it was a very humorous um, couple of minutes on Twitter. So thank you very much for sending in the Christmas in Memphis uh, information. Now, what's next for this couple? 
this power couple. What's next? Fucking beat like yeah. BB23. You know what's next is like it's like week seven of BB23, and we have a cast of all newbies, right? And I'm sure yeah. there's some some racist ones in there too. <laughs> um and it's like Julie opens the it's like a Thursday show, and it's like, and we have a special guest host for the HOH competition or whatever, and it's like there's like the package that shot remote and it's like MTV crib style of like Memphis and Christmas living together, but it's like, <laughs> but it's Christmas themed and he's dressed up as Santa. It's like Santa and Mrs. Santa. What's Mrs. Santa's name? But does Mrs. Claus, Mrs. Claus. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah. I'm Jewish. Uh, <laughs> like it's like a Santa and Mrs. Claus at the summer vacation MTV crib style thing and they're like in oh love God. but then like it's a pre-taped thing but then it's yeah. also they play that back and that's the clues for the HOH competition and it's like all right did Mrs. Claus have like four or five like like gingerbread cookies on her on her tray or whatever right that's that's totally. my prediction a million percent. And then I want to predict a little bit further than that, mm. which is who once they inevitably break up, not to wish ill on any couple, but once that happens, who do you think will be messier about the breakup on social media? Um, well, does Memphis even have? You does, know, it, but. There's, there's two answers. Like, I can just tell you what the social media is first. And I, have, I do have a, a fun follow up after this she's gonna okay. be messy because it's gonna be like a lot of like evanescence body yeah it's gonna be revenge, revenge body. body it's gonna be like sort of evanescence lyrics like <laughs> you know in the in the text of the instagram post or whatever and he's not going to really post anything acknowledging the breakup in as much as like he's just gonna be at cabo with like a 24 year old and those will be the pictures and he's just on to the next thing yeah. whereas she's like cut my life into pieces this is my last <laughs> resort my next question for you though is okay of yeah. these two who is the first to have a, a mug shot that is such a good question because i was just thinking like yes he's in cabo he's getting his flirt on with the 24 year old and who drives by in a golf cart ready to run that 24 year old down then christmas that's oh, yeah. my prediction oh. don't let that woman behind the wheel so so we have the answer she she will both be messier on twitter and the first yeah. to be arrested well we have to look at you know past his her history and uh that informs you know yeah well um if you don't know the history you're doomed to repeat it yeah i mean and and speaking of a woman scorned Speaking of <laughs> of our our wonderful law enforcement in this mm. in this country, mm. um, yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to go here. Um, shall we take one final trip to the Upper East Side mm. to to uh, undoing circle? Please this, let's do. stop on the t on the T on the Second Avenue line. We're going to go up to to just visit our friends up in, you know, up on 83rd Street. Um, yeah. The undoing Nicole, happened. Hugh, Donald, the whole gang. Yeah. Like, so, you know, our fun, like, 
like Portuguese <laughs> detective, uh, our favorite kid, um, you know, our favorite our favorite lawyer. All of them with stunning American accents. <laughs> what did you think about Nicole's Australian? I've seen a lot of tweets lately ragging on Nicole's Austra- American accent. It wasn't. I mean, I said this on the sh- on the show like two or three weeks ago. There's a scene in the first episode or second episode where Hugh is like, "I can't." Like they're they're thinking about moving up to the country, and he goes, "I can't imagine that." You, you, whatever the fuck her name is, you're the most you're the most New York person I know. As if she's fucking <laughs> Natasha Leone. Like, <laughs> like chewing like on a right. fucking cigarette and being like, "Yeah, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, let's go to the bodega and get a slice." Like, right? And it's fucking Nicole Kidman. She looks like a witch. She sounds like a first year like drama student from. She looks like a witch <laughs> from Sydney, like at like USC drama school or whatever, uh, like doing yeah. auditions for commercials. Like her, her. She didn't even attempt to do it like a New York thing. And maybe it's because she's like posh elite, you know, son of daughter of uh, Sutherland. But no, she she's a great actress and I love her. And like we we stand a queen on this podcast. Don't get it twisted. She was she wasn't good on this show, especially her I mean, accent. That's the thing. We and we say it because we love her and we do respect her. We think we can be honest with her. You know, yes. and I think we can be honest with each other, which is that Nicole is great. She did what she could, but there's really only so much you could do with a show like this. And at a certain point, Nicole was like, I don't get this script, mate. I'm just going to do a couple huffy soys and call it a day. Whoa, <laughs> like, Mrs. Every- Kidman, thank you for coming on the Google Hangouts with us. It's all right. It's all right. How's Keith doing? <laughs> uh, but- Good. <laughs> but she, th- this was her, <laughs> this was her tick. Every time someone would sa- say something to her, she'd go, <sighs> like a, a huge sigh, an absolutely gaping sigh. In, um, in a previous life, uh, before you and I had even met, when I was just a lad at, uh, UC San Diego theater school. <laughs> Someone remarked about like the worst acting is what they called huffy acting, where like mm. the person like the the person's reaction to every line is just like, oh, well, uh, and then they say the line, <laughs> and uh, and then like I noticed that I actually didn't notice that on this show, but like now that you said it, it's it's like totally there, and uh, it just takes me back to that time when. Half of my co, half of my colleagues were 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 great huffy usually, actors, and I think I'm probably one too. Well, usually I actually think Nicole's huffs are very good and appropriate. Yeah, but um, they just went. It felt like um, a sort of fallback thing to do of just like I, you know what? We've done 13 takes of this scene, and I want to go to lunch, so let me just pull out the old huff. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's the one the director went with. But, um, yeah, she wasn't great. You know what? But it was just this show. And I texted you after I watched it because as I was watching it, I couldn't believe what I was seeing for the final episode of this show. And so I texted you and then I went on to Twitter because 
I assumed other people would be would have watched it as well. And I didn't This blew didn't up know, Twitter on Sunday it, and Monday. It did. The I thing that, that stopped it was Christmas in Memphis. I didn't realize that that many people were actually watching this show, but yeah, I was seeing tweets from people who I didn't, you know, had not had not been tweeting about it this whole time, but suddenly after that finale, we were all moved to be like, fuck this. This what the show hell? is trash. Like Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, so she knew all along that he did it and like was I, going through this like series of events so she could ultimately like dunk on him in a court of law. I cannot waste the brain cells that they want me to waste to think about that. Like if her whole thing was like she because this isn't clear, like she knew all along that he probably did it and she was like terrified of him or whatever. Why would she push so hard to get like the fancy attorney? Wouldn't she just be like, cool, no, have Mr. Steak and Eggs, like Tony Bag of Donuts, the public defender <laughs> guy? Like, why even have that character there? Why do any of this? Why do this whole <laughs> show in this whole book? That's the thing. Why did they change it from the book? Everyone's like, oh, it's the same as in the book. Well, that's a horrible ending. And then I saw a stupid New York Magazine wrote a post that was like, it's actually kind of powerful that it was the person you thought it was all along. And it's like, no, it's not. It's lazy. It is so lame. Yeah. Like, it is a bit of a twist that, like, it was the guy who everyone thought it was, like, all the evidence points to. But, like, we've got, like, 150 years of, like, First of all, I have no idea when Agatha Christie books came out. Like, I don't know if they yeah. came out in 1850 or 1950. Anyways, like, we have a great century of, like, murder mystery texts, right? Whether they're, they're novels or movies or, you know, television shows or, or whatever. And it's like, I, don't, I can't remember the one that where I was like, yeah, it was the obvious guy all along. Like, it's kind of an interesting twist, but it was so, like, it was such a, like, hot fart in the end and it was so poorly mishandled like you just didn't know, know why Nicole Kidman was doing anything she's like doesn't she cannot she does not have the words to describe why she thinks like the the husband is like a rageful crazy guy but then she's like gets on the court and she's like I went to Harvard University she says Harvard University like we got it Harvard we we Right. We don't think you meant Harvard Westlake High School in Los Angeles. Like, and then they kind of did the guy, like the husband dirty in the end too, where it's like he busts, like his final scene, he busts into their like green room in the court. I don't even know you get a green room at, when you're in court. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. I, am a la I am a fiery, angry Latin man all along. Ha ha ha. And it's like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, so he is like a rage monster and like this kind that of weird, horrible stereotype about like Latin people. I, I don't fucking get it. Like this, this show's dumb. It's dumb. And none of it really made sense because like Hugh is a doctor. I know he lost his job, but he is a doctor. Wouldn't he have known like how to get rid of the, the fucking, uh, tool of destruction. <laughs> what are we calling it? The murder weapon. Yes. Like, wouldn't he have known how to clean her up a little bit or like do something? Wouldn't he, wouldn't he have been smarter about things? Just a little bit smarter. I, 
And like, so, and I also hate having to watch people get murdered. And like, we just constantly, it's like, let's show her mutilated head. Let's show her getting fucking stomped on the head with this hammer. Like, yeah, why? that was gross. We saw it already in the courtroom. Why did they have to keep doing it? I know it's so, and then like, I just don't get it. So he was like, like we have nothing to believe that he, especially like in the, the testimony, it's like, yeah, he's just been a relatively normal father this entire time and hasn't really been violent. And now we have to believe that he's just like murders this woman. I got it. Like this woman that he's sleeping with. Like, why hasn't he murdered any of the other women that he's slept he murdered with? His sister. <laughs> yeah. didn't murder. But like, he didn't feel any remorse. Oh, but like, but that was, I saw a tweet that was like, that's the worst that like, think back to that episode when he was like, I didn't kill the family dog. I killed the family sister. Oh my God. Which is such a weird line. <laughs> And then, like, and then the thing, too, is, like, when at the point they sort of, like, they're, like, committing to the bit. They're like, he did it. And he's, like, a raging madman. And they're going to, like, drive to Montreal, even though that's, like, a fucking 12-hour drive from Manhattan. And he's, like, making the kids sing this song about, like, seafood or some shit, like, some sea shanty about, like, yeah. being a happy clam or something. Like, what? The show just devolved into like it was gibberish. Bananaville. It was like remember what, at UCB there was like a term it, at improv school. There was a term of like just an absolute garbage scene, and it was like you took a turn into crazy town. Yeah, you're all in crazy town. Everyone's crazy. Everyone's acting crazy. Why were there so many helicopters? Why were there helicopters? Everyone's got a Why? helicopter in New York. <laughs> yeah, but, and the and I was just like, who let them go? Who lets them just run away now? You keep everyone in one place when the suspect flees. You don't let them just go jumping. No, so I'm just hopping in my fucking follow. Uber blades and I'm fucking getting out of here. Like, I have a question. What did, what does um, Donald Sutherland's like profession or like his career, like I he probably no. retired at this point, but like. Why Little is he well, bitch. That's what it was. Why is he like generationally wealthy? <laughs> why does he have access to uh a, like a helicopter? Why does he like own the Met? Why <laughs> it's the same as any it's like um Maggie Smith in Downton Abbey. What are they? They're a rich old bitch. That's it. Don't ask questions. Downton Abbey takes place in like 1912. <laughs> like there's an understandable like transition out of like the end of Victorian England and the end of like fucking feudal like serfdom and shit of England of like the previous 600 years into everyone's just sort of like into the modern era. And that's what Downton Abbey is about. And obviously there's super rich people in New York, but like, I don't know, it feels like at a certain point, like what are we doing with this character? Especially if he's not going to be the murderer. He's just like the guy who we need a reason. Okay. In the end, we've written the end and she gets in a helicopter and chases after him. Uh, well, we actually now need a reason for her to have a helicopter. Oh, her her father's a billionaire, and we don't know why. Also, how much did you hate the kids acting toward, at the end the when it's just him like, in the car with the dad? The kid is horrible. The kid. <laughs> you hate, you hate Honestly, that kid. everybody involved in the show should go to real life prison. 
I just couldn't believe all of the little like undoing watchers who crawled out of their holes on Sunday night to tweet in unison about how angry they were. I know so I had funny. to watch it on Sunday. So I, 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 <laughs> I stayed up late to watch it. I work on Sunday nights and you texted me about it. The internet is blowed up Buzzing. about it. And I'm yes. like, I'm going to watch this bullshit. I won in the morning now just so I just because I need to be a part of the, the discourse the on Monday. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you needed to. It's because it was the zeitgeist, all of the zeitgeist Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, well, now it's done. over and we need to find something else to fill that um, gaping hole. Um, so, yeah. what? Well, whose gaping hole shall we fill next? <laughs> well, I just wanted to briefly touch on industry oh. because this is a show that Brett has been absolutely hounding me to watch. And it's on HBO Max or regular HBO? It's on it's on both, I believe, but the full I think they're airing up they're yeah, they're airing them on HBO weekly and I think they've aired mm-hmm. like four or five, but they dropped the full season on Max if you want to just binge. Right. Yeah. So I finally said, okay, I'm going to watch this first episode. And industry, if you haven't heard or seen of it, it is set in London and it's- Charlie of uh, London, mate. <laughs> it's a group of Hello, young, it's hot. me, <laughs> Prince Henry. Prince Henry, oh my God. Uh, hello, is this uh, Nicole Kidman? <laughs> Don't, you just want me to do my accent. Yeah, I'm no, I was just going to do the- Oh yeah, we are like Prince Henry. Is that one of the princes? Or is he no, Harry? Harry. Who's Prince Henry? Doesn't exist. There's King Henry, Henry VIII. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he must have been a prince at some point. Yeah, totally. Okay. I mean, that's how that Anyways, <laughs> dr- drop me, drop me into, into industry land. So it's like young, hot investment bankers. Oh, yeah. And so they're young, they're hot. Some are American, some are British, some are Scottish. I don't know. But they all work at like the top investment bank in London as interns. And it's like you know, it's like, you better fucking sleep at the desk and you just like your whole life has got to be about making money. And this is the most intense internship of your life. And you'll, one of you will have the lucky chance to actually join this company at the end, blah, blah, blah. All this like build up about why it's such a, I mean, that being said for all the um, effort they put in, give me the fucking, the the verdict, the Danny verdict. For all of the effort they put into making it seem like what an intense work environment. Honestly, I was like, I was like, this isn't that toxic. I've worked in more toxic places than this. Like, and I've heard stories of much worse than this. So just take that as you will. But um, honestly, I, I just could not relate to this show because it's about young, hot people who care so much about like making just straight up making money. Like, you know, financial Financial jobs are truly so unrelatable to me. Um, And not only that, so their work life is not that interesting to me. Their personal life is about like way drinking and doing drugs and like, I don't know, masturbating to get like contraband information. And I just couldn't relate. I was like, I'm in bed at nine. This is not content that I have an interest in. So my verdict is two thumbs down. Really, like, just, uh, I am so I'm the opposite. While I don't uh, know anything about finance, like I think I'm decent with my own personal finances and my own sure, rich, sure. my own four hundred one k. Yes, personal finance is different. I'm into that too. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it would, uh, 
you know, I've watched, I think, five episodes of this. And I think one of the magic elements of this show is that a lot of the the work life part is really dependent on like, you know, a climax of an episode will be someone on the phone with another person and will be like, oh, sell. We have to sell four bits of the what like just complete gibberish stuff that 99, you know, percent of people wouldn't understand, including me, Exactly, but you still understand this, like the human stakes of what is being done, despite the fact that it could be the Mandalorian and they could be talking about like squid prices on the planet Florgon. Like, you know what? I disagree. Okay. (laughs) Second level. You don't have an interest in watching people go to nightclubs and snort ketamine and dance the night away and hook up with strangers. That is very much the kind of television show I would like to watch, especially in a quarantine setting where I feel a bit disconnected from nightlife. Not that I have ever snorted ketamine with a stranger (laughs) (laughs) or someone I knew. I've never snorted ketamine, but like, I'm watching it and I'm like, ooh, this is like hitting the spot in terms of what I'm missing in life. Maybe I'll be bored of it when like I can go out to like a, like a store ever again. But I am living vicariously through these people. I don't I usually don't care about like characters love lives and stuff. And like I don't like I generally don't like people like seeing people have sex on TV. I'm not like a nude. I'm like I don't watch HBO for the nudity. I watch it right. for the drama like well, there's an internet full of nudity if you want there's a there's a memphis garrett leaks if you want some nudity but <laughs> yeah supposedly i don't know i'm watching this show and i'm like i have everyone's very sexy i'm just like very much in on i'm all about their personal life i'm all about the score it's like this very synth pop heavy score <laughs> i'm just yeah i'm vibing out to this show super hard i'm probably gonna watch an episode when we're done here I'm not like anti people clubbing and partying as entertainment at all, but I only like it when it's a counterpoint to another part that I'm also interested in. For mm. example, Queen's Gambit. Oh, she she partied. She partied and it felt right because I was so into this chess you as love well. Chess. And yeah. Well, as you chess know, I've, I've been playing chess now. And oh. I'm quite good actually. Oh yeah. But um <laughs> but but yeah, it just, it was too many strikes against it for me. I go to bed at 9 p.m. I eat my vegetables. I um, have a passion for creativity as opposed to uh, strictly making money. Like what some of the terms they said, by the way, I was like, I do kind of understand what they're saying. And I don't think it's actually that impressive. <laughs> like, I wonder what it sounds like to people who actually work in finance. Is it really like, what the fuck? But um. Listen, we can't always love the same things. That's no, life. that's that's fine. I get I get it. That's all right. Well, I'm I'm high on industry. If you want to chat industry with me, you can hit me up on Twitter. Don't uh, hit up the Hey Julia account. <laughs> At Brett Raider. <laughs> yep. Uh, one other industry that's been shaken up: the film industry. Speaking mm. of HBO Max. Warner Brothers, a subsidiary of AT&T. Boo, we don't like AT&T here. (laughs) Uh, Announced that 
their entire 2021 film film slate will be same day on in theaters and on HBO Max, starting with, you know, Wonder Woman. We're going to get Matrix 4. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I mean, <laughs> Tom the and most Jerry. important one. No, the most, <laughs> the most important one is In the Heights. Oh, boy. And I love musicals. I'm not a big Lynn. I'm not a big Lynn guy. Well, you're going to have to watch it because we're going to discuss. And that brings up another. The only Lynn like, from New York I care about is Jeremy Lynn. <laughs> Well, you're going to have to care about something else. You're going to have to care about In the Heights, but also I'll watch just it. like I want to flag this to you early. Yeah. It's coming out, I think, next weekend, but you are going to have to watch The Prom on Netflix. I sent you the trailer to The Prom and I was like, we're watching this shit. I'm going to watch okay, the fuck good. out of well, The Prom. Just, just making sure that we're aligned because that is a big Hey Julie are, uh, feature. Are we wa- are you, are we watching Mank this weekend? Oh yes, definitely. We'll be watching Mank. Did you? I think you actually kind of sound a bit sarcastic there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so genuine. That happens to me sometimes. People say that sometimes. I'm so genuine that people are like, "Are you being sarcastic?" <laughs> did you? Did you and the bow just catch? Just dive into some Citizen Kane this week? Did you guys just watch the old? Not CK? this week, but we actually when when um, pandemic first started, and we were staying home a lot. We started watching a, a lot of movies from the AFI 100, mm-hmm. and Citizen Kane was one of them. And let me tell you, my thoughts on Citizen Kane: very good film. It's <laughs> yeah, very good. yeah. I've seen it before too. Uh, it's great. It's. Everything is yeah. it's really good. I was really afraid you were going to be like, no, that Orson Welles, he's too fat. He is a flop. <laughs> Two thumbs down from Danny. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's the fun thing about the AFI 100 is like pretty much all of the ones we watched, I go in, I go in healthy criticism, ready to go, you know, yeah. like ready to be like, mm, maybe this didn't age so well. Or like, how can we cancel? Good. How can we cancel Casablanca? <laughs> Right, exactly. Another one that we watched that was very good. But um, no, a lot of the, them are just genuinely still so good. And yeah. this was no <laughs> exception. And Orson Welles, let me just tell you, ladies, gentlemen, whoever. Young Orson Welles. Oh. Either or. Oh, even like, <laughs> even dr- frozen pea commercial Orson Welles. Drunken, drunken monster <laughs> Orson Welles. It's the voice, you know? His oh. voice is so powerful. Oh, but yeah. he has very sexy in Citizen King. Oh yeah. I mean he's a young man in that in in that in that one. He's And he I just love him. that he's like he was such a wonder kid. Yeah. You know? He's like Miles Teller. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he's exactly my tempo. He is my tempo. Oh yeah. Oh no, totally. I see it. So see yeah, it. and I love. Well, here's another thing. You, I don't know if no, you must know this because as we've discussed many times, my love for the Social Network and Gone Girl and David Fincher. Yeah. So this is just this is right up my alley. No, for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out too. Um, back to the HBO theater, theatrical thing. Are you? I'm a bit worried. I think ultimately human nature is human nature and in a good way, in a bad way, like, Hey, in, in a, 
we're, we're living through the K-shaped recovery of uh, the general world economy and that like the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer in the middle of this like economic downturn. Um, I wonder if there's going to be a bit of a K-shaped thing going on with the film industry too in that, hey, Wonder Woman, all sorts of movies like being on HBO Max for like, 15 bucks a month. It just makes it more accessible, especially if you've got a big family. Like, hey, I, do I really want to like spend $100 to take my family to see Tom and Jerry? The kids, okay. by the way, side note, talk about uh, a, a piece of IP that all the kids have been clamoring for. <laughs> yeah. Tom and Jerry, that old mouse and that old cat from the fucking <laughs> 40s or whatever. I can't believe I'm saying this. Make another fucking Minions movie or some shit. Nobody cares about Tom. And I fucking hate the Minions. Like, who cares about Tom and Jerry? Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we're kind of democratizing movies a little bit. Like, it's going to... I kind of don't really... I like Denny Villeneuve, but I really don't give a fuck about Dune. And I like, don't... I wasn't uh, really planning on seeing it. But now it's going to nah. be free on my TV. I'll check out Dune. Like I'll probably gonna check it like, in the Heights. I I don't know. I saw the trailer for that, and I love musicals, but it, that felt like more of a rental for me. Anyways, now I'm gonna watch yeah. it the fucking weekend it comes out. And okay, I, good. at the same time, people love going to movie theaters. There's a reason why horror movies do really really well in movie theaters. Is because yes. horny seventeen year olds need something to and do Danny. on a Friday night. <laughs> you, I mean body of a body of a young woman in her <laughs> early 30s mind of a horny 17 year old <laughs> like those movies are really popular because they're cheap as fuck to make and because like teens and young people like going on dates to see horror movies it's like a fun thing to do with a partner with or with friends P you know people like going to see comedy well comedies don't come out anymore right? people like going to see action movies you know you know whether it's a star the wars or avenger feel. that yeah. is still going to exist but I, I don't know i i do think that this is going to kill a lot uh, like i think that we're going to be seeing like maybe not disney because like they're so like about like event movies and stuff like mm -hmm. Disney doesn't make small movies. I mean, I know, I know they own like Fox. So I guess in a way they do make smaller movies, but like, I don't know. I, I would imagine universal is going to be next. They're going to be like, Hey, we got Jurassic park 19 on the peacock. Please, please subscribe to peacock. Right. Um, yeah. Which I like, in the moment I'm in right now, I'm very excited for all this stuff to just come straight to my TV. And obviously I'm not going to a movie theater anytime soon. So it all sounds good. But yeah, as you were saying, I don't know if long-term this is going to be great for the movie industry. Um, I don't, I don't, already it was so, it seems like it was really difficult to get anything except the huge like Marvel, Star Wars, like existing IP films or like absolutely tiny movies made and released on big screens. Other than like you look at Jason Blum and Blumhouse and they found like some method of doing things that worked really well for them. But is, is that going to continue then as we get the vaccine? Is it just going to be like, look, movie theaters are for 
are just for those huge, like special effects, crazy movies and not for anything else. Anything else has to come out online. We're not spending the budget to put it in, like so the marketing budget to put it in theaters and try to get people's asses in the seats. I don't love that. Yeah, like, I kind of like seeing those other things in theaters as well. Yeah, if like Denzel wants to do another like August Wilson play, like, yeah, sorry, we're, yeah, putting exactly. that on the, we're putting that on the max, Denzel. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be all good. Yeah. I mean, and I'm kind of lucky because I live in LA too, where it's like, I go to the Arclight Hollywood on a Friday night and on their big, two biggest screens, they'll have like Avengers and then they'll have like <laughs> little women or like parent. Like, <laughs> they'll have like more, like that's because LA is like a real, like the people in LA really care a lot about film. And like mm-hmm. when an indie movie comes out and it says like, only in like New York and Los Angeles and the rest of the country right. isn't getting suck an it. Egg. It's all yeah, yeah, suck an egg, eat shit, fucking rent it. <laughs> like it's on the biggest screen in one of the biggest, you know, theaters in Los Angeles, and all the fucking film dorks and shit are there. And I'm lucky. And I even think about this in my life. And I'm like, hey, would I ever want to like leave LA? Would I ever want to like just like get a cabin in mm. uh big sky country? It's like, no, man. Mm. <laughs> I want to see Parasite opening weekend. <laughs> I got to totally. get my Arclight Hollywood on. No, absolutely. I love like we had in the, in Brooklyn, my former place. Of living, Brooklyn, what up for fear? Back when I could see films, the Alamo, like the, top hey, the film house. experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so fun. So yeah. fun. So great to get a meal, a good meal, uh, a, a cocktail oh. and sit back with a friend and watch. And they did. The programming was so fun. It wasn't always just like new releases, you know, like much like I know they do in L.A. at certain theaters. It was like curated. Oh, I was going to say like playlists, you know, like this weekend is like 80s horror weekend yeah. or like very specific, like female directed um thrillers or whatever it may be like that was part of the fun too i guess you can do that online but it is just it's different yeah i mean i'm certainly gonna be like going back to theaters the moment i can wait because i have no other hobbies yeah totally (laughs) and um just real quick you did mention the film little women and i watched that last week the new one you didn't see it before or i had not seen it before it's pretty good i thought the movie was good but you know what i didn't like do not say like Florence that. Pugh. No, of course we love Flo Pugh on this <laughs> podcast. We support her. We wonder what she's doing with Zach Braff. But no, actually, Mr. Lori. Because I remember when that movie came out, everyone was like, oh, Lori, so hot. His oh, chemistry with I thought Saoirse you meant Ronan. Hugh Lori. I'm like, no, Hugh Lori is in that movie? I know Played Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, I'm sick no, of Chalamet. No. That's why I don't want to see Dune because I, I can't I can't stop. I hate Chalamet too. I, he's he's over. I just thought the character was horrible. Everyone was absolutely swooning over this kid after the movie. And I think he's a fine actor, but like it's the character a, sucked. Adult women want to fuck Chalamet. I don't want to fuck Chalamet. I think he sucks. I mean, not Chalamet, not the actor. Sorry. I think the actor's good. I think that character is just a flop. He was so rude. He was snivelly. He looked 10 years old. Like the styling was bad. Um, I just like, I was shocked when I saw it at the reaction. Now that I know what people were reacting to, there are plenty of other plenty fine men in that movie. Fine. I thought Chris Cooper was hotter. Odenkirk. <laughs> 
than Chalamet. I mean, come on. Cooper's got those eyes, man. He just he just stares into they're, you. They're sparkling. You know, they yeah. sparkle. They twinkle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he gifts you a piano and you're like, wow, this man is kind. Dern. Whereas fucking Lori <laughs> is like, you look stupid in your cute outfit. It's called negging. Danny. <laughs> If you want to pick up, like, if you want to be a pickup artist like me, you got to learn, got to learn absolutely. the tools of the trade. Simply, simply unacceptable, in my opinion. Anyway, just just wanted to go on that little quick little women rant. I'm glad. <laughs> a year I'm glad later. Yeah, I'm glad we're we're finally hitting Little Women a year later. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, guys, I think that's it, right? Yeah, um, I gotta catch up on Flight Attendant. I was, I, we, I know you want to talk about that. I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch a bunch of that this week, and we can talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we'll next watch week. Flight Attendee, and we'll be caught up on Mando next time. Do we get to live vicariously because, like, we're not flying right now? Do you get to live vicariously? Like, ooh, she's handing out the peanuts. Yes. Ooh, a Hudson News. Wow. And ooh, like she actually goes to all of these amazing locales. Oh, oh, so, so it's like a bit thing. of like like vacation porn like a bit of yes, vacation it's porn. so yeah. smart it's so well done because you're like there is a moment where you're like shit is this gonna turn into a fucking courtroom show and you're just in the courtroom but no it's like she still goes to all these amazing <laughs> lily <places>. rabe <laughs> walking in in her white power <laughs> yeah. suit to wave at all the attorneys <laughs> i would not be able to take it but no i mean spoiler alert but no that doesn't at least not yet that doesn't happen well guys thank you so much for listening Thank you for going on this whirlwind of a pop culture journey with us this episode. We really covered a lot. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> tweeted us, hey, Julie, because I mean, the stuff we've been getting on Twitter has been absolutely amazing. So please keep it coming. Hey, Julie, BB on Twitter. I'm Danny Mop. Brett is Brett Raider on Twitter. Hell yeah. And just have yourselves a wonderful week. We'll see you next time. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julies. <laughs> <laughs>